EM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back. Back again. Another <laughs> EM board bomb. <laughs> Where board settings are a little bit more enjoyable. I'm Iltafat Hussein. I'm joined by Dr. Blake Briggs. What's up? For every 10-minute episode that we do here, you gain high-yield board knowledge and maybe some pop culture. As we like to say, come for the stems, stay for the content, subscribe for free updates, and you can go to our website at emboardbombs.com for handouts and topics. So you're examining a 15-year-old boy who presents the ED with his mother after developing hand pain two hours ago. He's a proud member of a local paintball team called Sly Slytherins. <laughs> Harry Potter reference. So cool. Right. <laughs> We're so nerdy. Uh, you observe an uninterested teenager texting on his phone and sweeping his long hair out of his face ever so often to see his text messages. Suddenly, he starts waving his phone at you in sweeping motion. So when you ask him why, he says, it's for my snap story, brah. End quote. His mother states she thinks that he was cleaning his paintball gun a few hours earlier today. On exam, there's full range of motion and local exquisite pain in the palmar aspect of his hand near the hypothenar eminence area. There's no swelling, warmth, or exudate that's noted. Which of the following is true? X-ray A, X-ray is very poor at showing foreign body material. B, physical exam plays an integral role in identifying extent of injury. C, Amputation risk, on average, is less than 50% in these patients. D, QT prolongation is a useful marker in hydrofluoric acid exposure. The correct answer is what? The correct answer here is going to be D. QT prolongation is a very useful marker in hydrofluoric acid exposure. So, let's talk. We got a really sweet board bomb for you today. This is a surgical emergency. This is a sneaky compartment syndrome. The high-pressure hand injury. Sneaky. <laughs> so this is a surgical emergency. This is due to a high-pressure injection of industrial chemicals like hydraulic fluids, paint thinners, turpentine, you name it, into usually the hand. Because usually, you know, when people are working with their hands and, you know, they're, it's usually their non-dominant hand as well because they're using their dominant hand to spray it. And then that spray trigger hits their hand or something like that or, or, or arm or leg. And so usually it's extremities. But this high-pressure flow from this uh, injector allows the fluid to shoot across all the tissue planes. Think about how powerful this is. Um, it shoots across nerve bundles, tendons, fascia. Just imagine them just being blasted apart. Blasted apart. Blasted. Blasted. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hurts. So presentation. I just, you know, I just thought we could have had a better team for the local paintball team. You know, like I just, I think I let myself down with Sly Sly Slytherins. I, I mean, it was funny. I laughed. I think so. I think uh, you were too eager to get a Harry Potter reference. I was. I, I just I was don't late. think the character of this question stem fits Harry Potter. You're right. You're right. Presentation. Presentation to these people. It's the most unimpressive exam you'll ever Literally, if an intern was doing this, they might miss it. A pinpoint wound with minimal erythema. No break in the skin noted because it is so, so small. The history is, is so extremely important here. This is the key to solving this question is the history. So on the boards, you will see this type of question. Maybe not with Sly Slytherins, but you will see some type of unimpressive <laughs> physical exam. But the question, it's concerning. They have to say they were at least doing something to deserve that injury, right? Were they cleaning their gun? Are they a mechanic? Um, were they working at some type of construction site? So some type of trade job or something with 
cleaners and fluids. So what happens in the course of this disease? High Why is pressure, it so bad? Right? Mm -hmm. High pressure, High pressure injections. Yeah. Yeah. What happens here? Pallor and swelling happen soon after developing hours later. So first remember, it is so unimpressive. You might just have a pinpoint prick and minimal tenderness, but pallor, swelling, worsening pain develop literally within four hours. Then you have these things called oleomas, <laughs> lipogranulomatous tumors in the injection site. You don't need to know that term. Just know that you're going to have a start, start to have a reaction in this in the uh, cells of the hand. You have fat globules develop, and you have skin breakdown with necrosis in literally 12 hours. And I put literally on the script. What does it say, Doctor Zane? After 12 hours, zombie hand. Yeah. Maybe that should be the podcast name, Zombie Hands. That is. I think there that's we it. We're sold. That's there it. We go. Done. There we go. Done. Zombie Hand. It shall be written. It shall be done. So, Zombie Hands. These people, if you look up a picture of this, it's it's creepy. Look it up while I'm doing this, Dr. Zane. Or you've probably seen it in real life. Remember that time you had to do an amputation in the ED on someone's zombie hand? Yeah, I know. It was a while ago. Yeah. It was a while ago. Like yeah. 30 years ago when we could do stuff like that, yeah. you know? Before <laughs> I was born. <laughs> that was when he was a real field. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so zombie hands. These people literally have like, it looks like the worst gangrene ever. So definitive therapy, what do we do for these people? They obviously need surgical decompression. This is kind of like our tinnocinibitis podcast. Shout out, you should go listen to Cannibal's Fingers, or Cannavel's Fingers. I know. That was one of our first ones. One of so, our first ones. One of our first. We've come such a long way. Yeah, we have. Now we're featured on Emra. Now we're internationally known. So internationally surgical, known. <laughs> surgical decompression. They need that right away. So you need to call hand emergently. And they understand how serious this is. You know, all hand surgeons know this is a big deal. When you call them and say, I got a high pressure injury, um, I'm concerned, I guarantee they'll come in immediately. Um, they know this is a big deal. Um, you need to remove the material, not you, excuse me, the surgeon. They're going to do a washout and debridement if needed if the zombie hand is taking effect. Um, even with definitive therapy, this is the scary part. So even with definitive therapy, the amputation rate is still as high as 40% if under six hours. So even in the best case scenario, you could have a 40% risk of losing your hand. Let that speed. sink in a little bit. Speed to diagnosis. That's that's like regular fluid. That's like literally just the most benign, you know, cleaning fluid possible, hydraulic fluid and cleaner. If you have material that's especially corrosive, like fossil fuel kind of stuff, like oils, grease, uh, paint thinner, like jet fuel, patrol, oil, it is 60% amputation rate for greater than six hours. Amazing. And then 80% if it's a caustic agent like turpentine or paint solvent. Oof. That's crazy. That's, that's that is, insane that to me. So even if you do the best job possible, I mean, these people, that's why hand surgery understands these people are extremely apt to be losing their hand if they don't come and get them quickly. So things to not do, pearls, never do digital nerve blocks. I know we're all Pro under. Tip. Yeah, Pro tip. Pro tip. All right. <laughs> you can't do compartment checks on these people. This is a form of compartment syndrome, which people forget about. And this compartment of the hand is extremely small compared to the leg, so you got limited time. You need to cover them with broad-spectrum antibiotics. So ANSEF and maybe a gram-negative uh, uh, dose as well. And then tetanus. X-rays. Always. always tetanus. X-rays. Interesting enough, I've been challenged on this, and I have a great study I cite all the time. X-rays show up to 87% of glass. They are very good at showing radio-opaque foreign bodies. So lead paint actually shows up as calcifications on the X-ray, and grease can show up as lucencies, which is pretty interesting. So X-rays are very good to get, for many reasons, of course, um, for these people. So... That's, in general, a general approach to high-pressure injuries. I want to finish out the rest of this talk with this to focus on hydrofluoric acid in particular because that's a very special high-pressure injury. Hydrofluoric acid, HF, is found in rust removals, um, rim and car cleaners. Uh, presents basically the same as above. You know, you have pain out of proportion. And it'll progress um, relatively quickly with, you know, the whole, you know, unimpressive exam to the 
pain, swelling, hours later, and then skin breakdown and zombie hands. So zombie hand does happen with HF, hashtag zombies. So ultimate complication. You're gonna have not only just amputation risk, but this stuff is scary. This chemical can go into the systemic bloodstream just in case it wasn't bad enough. You're gonna lose your hands and then you can use, uh, actually like lose your life. So the chemicals go into the blood, the hydrofluoric acid, and it causes life-threatening dysrhythmias, like hypocalcemia. Remember these labs. Oh, I know, right? It's just like rhabdo all over again. Just like rhabdo all over again. Hypocalcemia, and then hyperkalemia. Remember those labs. You say it one more time, I already forgot. I know, right? Hypocalcemia, hypomag, and hyperk. You need to remember this for the boards. Just put it to memory. Hydrofluoric acid, remember, hypocalcemia, hypomag, hyperk. Critical stuff here. So domestic home hydrofluoric acid is like 6 to 12% concentration. The industrial is much more concentrated. But even an ingestion of like greater than 100 milliliters of low concentration hydrofluoric acid, like 6% of it, can be extremely deadly. So if the concentrations are low enough, there is a delay in pain by several hours. It's just like this unimpressive physical exam. They might not come up with any pain, which is extremely frightening to me. This literally gives me nightmares of how many of these potentially – thank God it's so rare. But – you know, you just have such a strong index of suspicion. That's why, you know, as a side note, especially to our med students and our interns here, that is why it is so important, at least, I don't know about you, Dr. Sam, but when I do my hand exam or any orthopedic exam, I always ask about what type of work they do. Um, and, right. you know, it's, it's usually, it, usually I'm approaching from the angle of, hey, what type of disability are they going to have and do they need to go back to work? You know, they work as a seamstress right. or, a, or a mechanic. I also do it yeah. from the point of if they have an injury, I'm like, hey, what do you do? Are you exposed to chemicals or, you know, and they're saying, hey, I'm a, I work on cars. I mean, you got to be worried about this type of rim cleaner or car rust removal or, you know, hydrofluoric acid exposure. Um, you know, it sounds right. silly, but this is so, so rare, but it is so dangerous. Um, you right. know, these patients can present the night or next day after their exposure because they may not have enough pain and it slowly has um, increased. And then you start having the horrible complications. So what do you do in, in the course of exposure? They're going to have, you know, the hand pain, which progresses. And if it becomes systemic, they're going to have vomiting. Uh, potential throat pain, dysphagia, abdominal pain, very abstract symptoms, but they're more systemic. And then they suddenly have cardiac arrest. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> so next time you see hand pain, think about cardiac arrest. So, <laughs> so they I have feel cardi- like people are just going to start getting like MRIs you know, on a, CM- <laughs> a CMP and like, you know, throwing on a mag as well, yeah. like the, from now on. <laughs> the next shift you have, a resident's going to say, hey, uh, I heard, listen to your podcast, I'm getting uh, EKGs and echoes on people with hand pain. So anyway, cardiac arrest can happen from systemic fluorosis. Uh, It can occur without any warning. So remember the labs, hypocalcemia, hypomagnesemia. And of course, you know, actually, if you think about these make sense because you're going to have tetany from this. And then you're going to have QT prolongation. And the QT prolongation is actually really great because that's the correct answer today on this question. The QT prolongation allows you as a useful marker for hydrofluoric acid exposure. The longer the QT is, that should guide your therapy. Um, And you should be giving calcium chloride um, at a certain dosing time, and you get serial EKGs to measure how well is it improving your QT. So that's a marker of clinical stability. Um, if someone goes into ventricular dysrhythmias and cardiac arrest, you actually should be dosing calcium chloride every five minutes. It's kind of like basically a modified ACLS. This is really interesting, actually. Um, so if you think it's hydrofluoric acid exposure and they go into cardiac arrest from that, you should be giving calcium chloride every five minutes. Um, I don't know about the whole, uh, you know, the correct answer on the test would be calcium chloride, not epi. Um, I'm sure you still follow ACLS guidelines, but in this case, you should be giving calcium chloride every five minutes, just like dosing epi for these people, which I thought was really interesting. So let's, um, do you have anything to add right now, Dr. Hussein? No, I, I think let's summarize the yeah, overall labs, I think, which we're just about to do. Sure. And then understanding, you know, surgical emergency, but also 
the key labs that you did a great job of uh, summarizing. I think this is like probably two or three good board questions. Absolutely. Right, you know, packed in here that you're going to summarize. Absolutely. So let's go through it again. The answer choices. Choice A was wrong because x-ray is actually very good at showing foreign body, body material. It's upwards of 85% showing glass. It can show paint thinner as uh, calcifications and lead, and then it can show grease as a lucency. Choice B was incorrect because physical exam it does not play an integral role in these exams. It is actually the most unimpressive physical exam in the initial four to six hours. Um, so history is very critical, as we were saying, especially occupational history. Choice C was incorrect because I said amputation risk was less than 50%. We, we found out that was going to be farther from the truth. Wow. These yep. people could have amputation rates greater than 80% if you don't catch this within six hours. Even if you do, they could still have a high risk based on the chemical itself. The last answer was correct because QT prolongation is a useful marker in hydrofluoric acid exposure. We use it to guide our calcium chloride dosing. And then, of course, at that same time, we are, we are calling hand surgery um, as well. After we medically stabilize them, um, hopefully, these people will need um, potentially a prophylactic am uh, amputation uh, if there is a source of hydrofluoric acid exposure. Um, so remember the labs for hydrofluoric acid, hypocalcemia, hypomagnesemia, and hyperkalemia. And that's why you're giving us calcium chloride. That was wonderful. I love it. You want to lead us I out? I love it. Let's take it from here. So another great board bomb delivered. I think that question really packed in two or three different questions you might see on the boards. Remember to subscribe to the website, emboardbombs.com. Sign up for a newsletter. Like us on Facebook. I think we've got a new Facebook page coming out. That's going to oh, be freshly released. We already have it. I already, friended you. I already friended you and told you to join it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess I just don't do the Facebook thing, you know? <laughs> Hashtag social media. So <laughs> Hashtag thanks blessed. again. <laughs> Hashtag plus. I know. I love the title of that other pod. See you next time. We appreciate it. Thanks for the support, everyone. Drop a five-star review. Thanks for coming by.